It is a pleasure to be speaking with all three of you, Sasha, Sky, Wallace. I'll throw the first question at Wallace, and all of you are going to get this question. Was this your first time in Thailand filming this movie? It was indeed. And I never want to go back because I don't think I would be able to top it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sasha, same thing at you. Was it an amazing experience on top of it being your first time there? It was my second time, but I must say my second time topped my first. <laughs> so, it was, it was amazing just being there. Now, Sky, as a native of Staten Island, how does Staten Island compare to Thailand? Staten Island is super boring compared to Thailand. It was my second time in Thailand and it was so much fun. Um, the first time I went was just like just for Christmas. Um, but this, I got to work and be with amazing women the whole time. So definitely top the first one, like Sasha said. Got it. Now, Sky, following up on that one, you'd been there before, so this wasn't your first rodeo. But how many days does it take to get over jet lag for you for Thailand? Because that's a long flight. Oh, that was a really long flight. I can't even tell you. It was like a couple weeks. By the time I was like fully normal on Thailand time, it was time to go home. So and then I had to go home and then reset again. So it was it was really, really hard. But I managed I managed to do it. Strength. Uh, Sasha, same question at you there. The jet lag for Thailand or is it just old hat? You're used to it. I feel like at this point, uh, I travel so much. I don't even know where I am. I think jet lag is just a, it's just a state, you know, like natural state. <laughs> so, um, but I remember it being pretty easy to my, to be honest, because um, you just jump to work, like set working straight away and you just, whatever. Right. Makes sense. Wallace, same question at you, the jet lag, because hey, you travel more than most people do because what do you hold, <laughs> passports? Uh, yeah, you know, I think for me it was probably easier than than the other girls because I think their time difference was, I think, like 14 hours, whereas uh, ours to Thailand is six. Um, mm. and yeah, like Sasha said, we did just dive straight in. I think we were shooting on the first or second day. Um, but, you know, it's just there's, there's a lot of challenges on set all the time and it's just something you come up against You just... Just get over it, I guess. <laughs> get over it. Got Make it. it work. <laughs> is there, and I'm putting you on spot here, Wallace, but is there still an ongoing group text thread from the cast of this film? Because that's how you know it's a successful picture. Not box office gross. Is there still a text thread months later? I can confirm. But that's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, Sasha, totally different kind of question right here. But we, the public, found out about this movie a year and a couple months before that. And it had a photo of you three and a couple of other folks in there. And it was either the Variety or Hollywood Reporter. When did you actually film this? Uh, it was last year in January, right? Yeah, January. Last year, yeah. January. Okay. So finished in January 2022, announced March or April. So then you had to hold on to the secret that this was this great movie in the works. Now, Life of an actor. Life of an actor. <laughs> now, Sky, you're always working because some of your characters, the Marvel, the Disney stuff, they keep popping up. But when did you do this in relation to, say, working for Disney? Was it the same time? Because it's such a polar opposite role for you to be able to do like, this. 
was Cheryl's and was I working on Disney still at the same time? Yes. Um, no, I was not. I had been done with Disney. So I was working on um, some other things. And then Cheryl popped up and I was really excited about it when I read the script. Um, I totally connected with my character, loved it. And it was something that I really wanted to do. But no, I was not working with Disney. Very different from Disney. Just a little bit of a grown-up process for you. Just a tiny bit right there. But <laughs> Wallace, had you known Sky or Sasha before landing this role? I had not been familiar with Sky's work. Uh, or um, No, I hadn't been familiar with Sky's work. But I had seen Sasha's work. I'd watched Anna and I absolutely loved uh, the movie and I thought that she was the perfect person for the role she killed it I was mm -hmm. so excited to work with her and then when I found out that uh, Sky and Isabel were joining the project I watched their stuff and again was just enamored by their work yeah I'm gonna have the pleasure of speaking with Isabel again tomorrow the last time I got her the movie junket she had to do all that swimming preparation uh Heroine. she works Exactly. I'm sorry. The rowing, it, her college hazing role right there. Uh, she yes. wrote those little roles. Now, Sasha, same question at you. Did you know Sky or Wallace, just their work, just the buzz names? What do you know? Uh, I knew Sky. I unfortunately am not familiar with her work, but I knew about her. Um, and with Wallace, yeah. Now, Sky, this gives you the opportunity to go, oh, I knew all of your work. You don't remember meeting me. I was at the same thing. <laughs> you could throw a little shade if you want, but did you know Sasha and or Wallace in any facet? Yes, I was familiar with Sasha from modeling because I'm like very much big into models and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I was familiar with Sasha from. And the Wallace, um, I wasn't familiar with her work, but I've seen her before. And I always thought she was so beautiful and pretty. Um, so I was very much, two beautiful women, I was very much familiar with both of them. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So as we, we wind down here, I'll throw this question at Wallace first. I'll go, this is a new movie to us, Shiro's, to you, a little bit old, but in a good way. Are we allowed to know where we're going to see you next after this? Or do we just have to keep checking Instagram and IMDb? Uh, my next movie release would be, um, it's based on, uh, the Marvel character Red Sonja, but that's all I can say. Got it. Same and I wouldn't call Shira's old, I'd call it, I'd call it marinated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just kind of have to like wait and see. I have a bunch of fun things coming up that I'm working on, but you just gotta wait and see. That's a wait and see. Sasha, uh, is this also a wait and see scenario for you as well? <laughs> so is, is it, away. so it's imdb and instagram or is it tiktok where i should be looking for all of your uh, i i do not have tiktok uh but i do have instagram uh but i think you know i keep it professional imdb is for films that's where you have all the information there you <laughs> go. The IMDb page. i'm so proud of us it's like i remember when i was <laughs> Not a kid kid but before i got into like acting i was like wow <laughs> yeah i mean you all three of you have exciting projects coming up and when i look at the imdb page it's not like 
car commercials. Not saying there's any shade in doing uh, or shame in <laughs> car commercials, but it's car really car. real stuff. And uh, <laughs> congratulations to all three of you on this wonderful, exciting, genre-defying film. Thank you. Hi, I'm David Coverdale from Whitesnake. You're listening to the Gwyneth Paltrow cast featuring Darren, the sexy beast from wherever the hell he is. David, thank you for taking the time. Aside from doing press where you answer the same questions over and over and over again, good day so far? Yeah, yeah, it is, it is a good day. Well, you know, th these questions are actually about something sometimes they're about nothing but actually uh you know uh, i i don't know that this what the documentary touches on can save lives so i, I don't mind right this is just one of your many many projects because sometimes you're the voiceover guy sometimes it's theater sometimes you're producing it sometimes you're starring and producing you always have a lot of things going on which i find very admirable now how many projects ago is elemental reimagined wildfire for you Oh, um, good question. I, I think I, I did the narration for it. I remember I was in, was I in London? I did some of it in London and I think uh, uh, some of it in Texas. Oh. And, and maybe some in LA. So um, uh, yeah, probably about a, a year, year and a half um, from, from the re recording and the, and I know they've lovingly been doing tweaks and the information is ever evolving. So there were pickups to really make sure that the information is, is, is up to date and, uh, and, and accurate. Um, so, you know, I know it's been a labor of love for those who, who made it and that, that's meant it's been uh, something I've been dipping in and out of for about a year and a half. So the picture wasn't fully locked when you were doing some of your narration? No, oh no. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and th there was there was more information because you, you, in the documentary you have an intersection of traditional methods, evolving technology, and science around the subject. So, you know, in in order to be bang up to date, in order to be truly informative and not erroneous in any way in terms of the information, you know, I I I, I know I definitely went back in. And it was actually some of the traditional methodology that mm -hmm. you know, um, really needed bolstering in the documentary. And, and thankfully, the makers of it felt like that should have just as much of a prominent place as, you know, the, the scientific research and all of that. So, so yes, you know, they, 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 they very lovingly made it a, a, a fully rounded documentary. You are, and this is intended to be a compliment here, a person at your level isn't doing tra traditional auditioning. A lot of the work comes to you. So in the case of this documentary, who or what was the gateway into this project? Was it a particular person? Was it Trip? Um, it, it was actually boringly my voiceover agent, um, oh. uh, you know, who, who I, I guess he was approached uh, a, a, about this as a, as a prospect for me. And uh, but given the subject matter very quickly, uh, it was a it was a resounding yes, as you say, I'm, I'm blessed to be a, a busy person. So it's not always I have the time or indeed the inclination, but the subject matter, especially as a California resident myself and, and knowing um, not firsthand in terms of being affected, but, you know, I'm in the environments. I, I, a right. friend of mine had their house burned down 
because of embers that were carried on the wind because of a wildfire here in LA. You know, I've had multiple times when my kids have not been able to go to school because the air quality is so bad. And once because there was actually a fire encroaching upon a wildfire encroaching upon uh, their school. So, you know, it's it's a it's 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 also a lived thing uh, for us living living here in California. And, and so th those are all reasons to to, to lean in. Yeah, uh, even us here in New York, we had the wildfires from Canada coming down about a week and a half ago. So it is more universal than the average person would think. Increasingly so. Increasingly so. I mean, I, I think there are definitely people who have never had to deal with a wildfire before and suddenly it's right in their backyard. I mean, I, I moved to Los Angeles 16 years ago and... Mm -hmm. In the two, 2007, 2008, I wasn't really hearing about wildfires and they've increasingly become normal. Uh, as, there's a season now, uh, right. um, which, you know, uh, maybe there was that beforehand. I wasn't aware of it, but it's, you know, it's, it's certainly become, I think the thing that is indisputable is that there is an increase uh, uh, in, in the amount of them and, and just how destructive they're proving to be. Well, on a lighter note, one of my favorite projects that you worked on was the episode of 10%, <laughs> where you and your wife, you know, played portrayals of yourself that weren't exactly who you, either of you are. Was that a fun project like it looks like it was to the viewer? Um, it was incredibly fun because as you say, you're playing yourself, but it's not really yourself. It's you're kind of sending yourself up in a sense, which is a sort of messes with your head a little bit but uh, but Jess my wife and I met doing youth theater when we were teenagers so you know it was kind of a a lovely full circle moment for us um the the one group who uh categorically are not fans of that episode are our children um who watched it and were just so upset with how awful we were being to each other um, one of them even walked out of the room. So, um, but the, it was a, it was definitely a lot of fun for us. I thought you were going to say the one group who didn't like it were agents. Right. <laughs> I'm guessing that, agents don't like that series or the French original version of the show. Actually, my agent uh, said it is more accurate than he cares to admit. So, uh, if he may not like it, but he certainly has to admit that it's uh, it's not erroneous. And then aside from that, as I mentioned at the top, sometimes you're producing the stuff, your production company that you co-founded, Monsa, I believe it's pronounced, that's pretty busy as well. What's coming up next from your production company? Well, my production company is actually Yoruba Saxon. That's the, uh, the company through which I produce. But Mansa is a streaming platform um, that I am a co-founder of. So yes. Uh, Even my, busier than I thought. Okay. <laughs> my hand is in a lot of, uh, a, a lot of pies. Um, yeah, I just love telling stories and I love uh, having the opportunity and affording the opportunity, especially for marginalized voices to get their stories told. Uh, Mansa as a streaming platform, uh, which just went live two months ago and is proving to be incredibly successful, is just a, a means of aggregating um, black and brown culture for a global yeah. audience. And it's and, and unfortunately, we're still at a period where that that content can be marginalized and, and lesser seen. So to give it a platform is something I'm very passionate about. And then and that's 
tends to be the driver for the stuff we make at yet Europa Saxon as well. We just uh, completed production on Bass Reeves, um, a Western that we were shooting in Texas for the last five months. And, and this is an incredibly heroic uh, 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 American legend that should have had his story told by now. And, you know, so those are the stories I gravitate towards, uh, stories that primarily entertain, but maybe there's a little bit of education in there as well. Hmm. Well, one more question about that, then one fun question, and then you're free for me. And the yeah. one more question related to all that is, at this point in time, again, so many different job titles, but a lot of people who come from the theatrical world, they just wanted to do the acting, and then all the production stuff was a happy accident. And then other people, they go, oh, no, I was going to be a mogul, and I knew that when I was 12. Which one of those two are you? Oh, gosh. I mean, uh, the, the, all of the producing and the streaming platform and the directing, even the writing, they, they've been born out of necessity. I'm not someone who is uh, good at sitting around waiting for someone to give me an opportunity. Um, I actually don't think that's what creativity is about. You, if, you're, if you are a creative person, you should be spending time creating stuff. Sure. Um, and uh, yes, it's probably a bit more than I set out to do. Um, but, but, you know, it's born out of passion uh, and it's born out of opportunity. You know, I've been afforded the opportunity, the notoriety to get stuff done and I don't want to ever rest on my laurels. So, you know, the, 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 the most I can do to leave this world differently than I found it and to do that through storytelling, that's what drives um, all of the stuff I, I'm doing. And uh, yeah, it doesn't really feel like work, even though it is hard work. But because, you know, I, I have seen the beautiful effect storytelling can have on, on, on people. Well said. And the stupid, easy question. Yes, you, you, I think you have four kids, three kids. If the oh, media have, got, to, you, you got a lot going on. But what's the last concert that you went to for fun? Oh, last concert I went to for fun. Oh, my gosh. What was it? Was it? Was it a Beyonce concert? I think it was a, I think it may well have been a Beyonce concert, but that was quite a while ago. Um, and um, she is, of course, who she is for a reason. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't been to, to too many of late. I'm too busy. <laughs> I'm too busy making movies and TV shows. I'll say, and I will also say that one out of every three people I ask, what's the last concert you went to? They say Beyonce. So either that was a very famous audience that you were around or she's playing such big venues that inevitably statistically you had to have been at a Beyonce concert, whatever it is, common answer right there. Is, is that true? Wow. Yes. They say wild. Harry Styles or Beyonce. And if they're playing to 60,000 people a night, statistically, I guess you were at that concert. Yeah, well, I hate being a, a, a part of a common answer. I'm going to have to go to more concerts. So next time I'm asked that, it's not it's not what one out of three people say. Wow, that's a big compliment to her, that one out of three people, that's their, that's their answer. But there you go. There you go. Well, thank you for your time. And really, thank you for the many years of great art that you put out. And really looking forward to whatever is next, regardless of the title or job titles that you're putting on to it, David. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bless you. Thank you so much. Paltrocast. Hey, Steve Trevino here, and you are watching the Paltrocast. Paltrocast. The last time I had the pleasure of speaking with you, it was on the junket for The Novice. Can yeah. we say less training was needed for this film? 
Oh my gosh, so much less training was needed for this film. I think the biggest the biggest transformation I had was hair extensions and my hair color. <laughs> that was really, and I was like, all of a sudden I was like, here she is, this is Ezra. This is great. Yeah, was this the first time that you'd filmed or even been to Thailand? You know, I've been to Thailand when I was young, but I, I hadn't been back since I was like, I think I was like 12 or 13, I went with my really like my best friend and her family it was wonderful um but it was so different now I mean obviously 10 years like 10 years more than 10 years later it's like it was totally different and it was fun to be there as a as a grown-up you know what I mean you get to do all the fun stuff you don't get to do when you're <laughs> right for you a lot of jet lag or is it the kind of thing that you arrived a few days early to decompress or did you just dive straight into filming you know, there was actually no jet lag on the way there. And it's so because of COVID, the normal flights you would take were not available. So Sky, Sasha and I flew uh, from LAX to Helsinki, Finland. We had an eight hour layover. And then we flew from Finland to Hong Kong, Hong Kong to, um, to Thailand. So you're awake for like over 24 hours. So by the time we got there, it's like you're just running on adrenaline you're like the hotel we all went to dinner and then i crashed woke up the next day and i was like oh i'm totally on this time now things are fine i hear you um i had the pleasure of speaking with three of your co-stars including sky yesterday and the impression i'm getting is everyone knew of each other's work but no one really knew each other before being cast in the role did you know anyone from the the movie that you worked alongside no i mean i'd met sky um in la you know because you you know, child actors run into each other at all these little shindigs and parties. Right. And I'd never met Wallace. Um, and Sasha, I mean, I told Sasha this, so it's not super embarrassing, but I used to be obsessed with like fashion. And I still am, but to a degree where I was, when I was in middle school, when all my friends had like posters of like boys on their wall, I had like posters of like all these fashion models I loved. And Sasha was like a very prominent figure on my bedroom wall. And I told her this, I was like, I have been a fan of yours forever. And I loved her and Anna. So it was really fun when we met, we really just like, we all just super clicked. It was great. Wow. So what did you replace the fashion with? I, I, I say that with, in terms of obsessions, like for me, it was the NBA and basketball. And then I heard Green Day and then I became a punk rock music kind of person. So you have to replace those obsessions. What was it yeah. for you? You know, I think I like got out of that. Oh, I don't know if I want, I still love fashion. And I would say I still am very obsessed with that. I look at all the runway shows and everything, but I was like, I don't need to have this on my wall. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 15 anymore. Uh, I'm 16. Right. Um, <laughs> sort of thing. Um, and, and I think my obsession has and always has been really like, making movies and I think funny enough novice was the movie that kind of helped me realize like oh there's a way to do this that's probably healthier than how I've been dealing with it and I think because of doing that movie and learning that lesson through playing that character right I have a way healthier relationship with what I do and I'm really very happy about that I can't imagine how painful it was at the time to prep because there was the getting in shape element of it, the really being that character, but I'm sure that you're very proud of it now that you know it's kind of a calling card to showing people, hey, this is what I can do. 
You know, it, it it is, and I and I think um, I think you always hope that you have a a role that allows you to transform and change yourself in in many ways, and I, I would do that again in a heartbeat. But you know, you saying that reminded me. I I did. I remember when I got cast in this movie, I was like, hmm, I got to get in a little bit better of shape because I was like, I'm gonna work with all these like very sexy hot ladies, and I was like, I just want to make sure I don't look like the, the like the one who's like hi I don't know how I got here but it was funny when we went to set, I was like oh we all love to eat crazy amounts of food like Sasha and I eat the exact same food it's just you just realize everybody has like totally different um metabolisms and it's like whatever it's fine the next time you do one of those roles then I guess put in the contract body double give that kind of option like when you see the action star I would never I, would never. I think it's like it you know for me I, I just want to feel confident always it has nothing to do with like a particular size or place and I think with novice that was different that was actually like obtaining a, a goal that yeah you know looking like an athlete which I I do what you did I did for that, but I, I do not in my normal everyday Well, life. hey, and that's, no, no, I'm not going to let you neg yourself right there. Instead, we're going to go not back. A neg. I, it's not a <laughs> neg. It's, it's a full-time job. Like, I, I re yeah. remember working on that movie and thinking it's, it's, that's why you, that's why your personal trainer or people who work at the gym, they're, they look like athletes is because it's a full-time job. You, they spend the whole day there. Like I don't spend the whole day there. I, I exercise for an hour a day because I just like love to move. Yeah. And I think it should be like a celebration of being able to move. But, you know, I, I mean, I'd love to have the opportunity to do that again. I just don't know if it's my, uh, my uh, daily cup of tea, you know what I mean? Well, speaking of other projects, you know, Shiro's, I've learned was filmed in early 2021, was it? Or is it early 2022? It's 2020, 2022. Okay, yeah. so film then, it was announced around March, 2022. We're finally getting it, the general public nowadays. That's great. Your IMDb says Horizon, an American saga is coming out. Is that true? What What's yeah. coming up next for you? Well, so I have uh, two films that, well, that I did before Horizon, um, one called uh, called Unit 234 that mm -hmm. I did with Don Johnson and Annie Ten directed. I did a movie called uh, Little Mouth with Dennis Quaid and Josh Hutcherson, mm -hmm. uh, which was really fun to reunite with him um, since Hunger Games was the first time. And then now I'm working, I did Horizon 1 last year and now we're working on part two of Horizon. It's a four part saga. Um, and yeah, that, that I'm, it's, it's amazing. I'm really excited for people to see it. I'm, I'm sure the first one will be coming out sooner than the second because we're still filming the second one. So, you know, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited that I'm getting to work on such wonderful projects and with such great people. I just feel really fortunate and very lucky. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to see that. And I just have to say congratulations on reaching that point where you're one of those dependable people who gets the job done. No ifs, ands, or buts to that one. Well, thanks. You know, I, I actually saw this interview many years ago. John C. Riley said something really beautiful. They were asking, you know, this, it was a SAG screening. Someone asked him like about um, his career and why he never felt like he was, you know, super hot, hot, hot. And he goes, you know what? I always want to be a great, great temperature of warm. 
And I, and I think that's a really, you know, it, it allows you, and he was like, it allows you to have balance. And I was like, it's true. It's nice to feel warm. It's like, oh, you can boil at any time, but you're just always kind of simmering. It's good. For him, I think it's because he went to clown college that he has that humility for better or for worse. I, I want to work with him so badly. <laughs> we'll put that onto the vision board and we'll make that happen. Bring it out in there. Yeah. But in the meantime, hey, Isabel, thank you for your time. Really looking forward to whatever's coming next from you. Of course. Thank you so much. Hey, yo, check one, two. This is Flavor Flav. And I don't disappear fast. Because right now, you are watching the Paltrow Cast. Paltrow Cast.